to the beautiful game Euro 16 podcast, taking a look at the round of 16 clash between England and Iceland at the Allianz Riviera Stadium in Nice. I'm joined by Phil Leifel from ESPN. Phil, let's talk about England. They've had three games, 1-1 against Russia, where they gave up a late equaliser, came from behind against Wales to win 2-1, and a very boring 0-0 draw against Slovakia in a game which England really dominated. What have you taken away from these three games, Phil? I mean, in one sense, you know, England have qualified pretty easily for the for the knockout stages of a competition, which, you know, doesn't always happen. Uh, the World Cup two years ago, uh, we finished bottom of the group, so you know, it's a, it's certainly a, an advancement in that in that sense. Yet, there's also just that sense of frustration of having a team that really should have claimed maximum points and um, only getting five and not topping the group, which has now given us an extremely tough route um, through the competition if, if we want to progress. So, yeah, there's positives, but, um, but yeah, there's uh, slight negatives that it should have been a bit better. What about the game against Slovakia, Phil? Hodgson making six changes there. England really dominating the game with 29 shots to four, but really lacking a bit of a cutting edge and a few, a few difficulties with Hodgson trying to find his best, uh, his best attacking lineup. I understand why he made some of the changes that he did um, after the Wales game when Sturridge and Vardy had an impact, um, scoring both the goals. You kind of sense they they deserve to be rewarded. However, it was a little strange, I think, picking Vardy perhaps in that uh, game because it was a, a, a team that was always going to you know sit deep, pack the defence, and not offer any uh, space in behind, which is what Vardy thrives on. Sturridge. Shows that he works in you know tight games. Um, he produced the winner um, against Wales. That made sense. But yeah, we needed to pick a slightly more intelligent team, I think, for that day. And I, while I understand some of the changes, dropping Wayne Rooney just didn't make sense to me. You know, you want you want somebody who's with a bit of guile, a bit of craft, someone who's uh, going to um, going to be able to create chances against um, against tight defenses and. Jack Wilshire came in and, I mean, I'm, I'm quite a big fan of Jack Wilshire, but he didn't quite cut it. And without anyone really sort of pulling the strings um, and really creating holes in the ice, in, sorry, in the Slovakia defence, you know, we just looked a bit shorn of ideas, really. Now, what about Harry Kane, Phil? He came under a bit of criticism early for taking corners, but more than that, his, his general plays looked a bit lethargic, perhaps, but maybe not getting uh, some service. What are your thoughts on, on Harry Kane? Yeah, it's been a bit a bit strange. I mean, I don't think he's lacking confidence because he's still, you know, f- shooting from all angles, as is his want. So, you know, the confidence is still there, but the, just, I don't know, the run of the ball, the, the decision-making, the interplay with the teammates isn't quite there. And, you know, many people have said it's tiredness. He's played something like 65 games in the last 12 months. Um, he played in the, the under-21s tournament last summer, so hasn't really had a break in two years. So, you know, much has been made of that, and I'm, I'm sure that's you know, probably a factor. Um, he insists, however, that he's, you know, 100% fit and raring to go. So who knows what to believe? Um, I mean, the talent's certainly there. It's just a case of just, you know, unearthing that um, at the right moment. And I mean, I wouldn't be giving up on him at all right now. But I do think that, you know, his place is certainly under threat at the moment because he hasn't even looked like scoring, really. Yeah, it's been an interesting one from Harry Kane. But England really dominating most of the games they've played thus far, Phil. They're up around the top of the, the shots taken per match in this tournament at just over 21. Their possession is just under 60. When you compare that to Iceland, Phil, who really have done an amazing job to get this far with a 1-1 draw against Portugal and then holding off Hungary for another 1-1 draw there and then an amazing scenes where they scored in the last minute 
to to get the two one win against Austria in a game they really got dominated in. There must be a lot of confidence in the in England about their chances against Iceland. There is, but there also isn't. I mean, the English psyche when it comes to football is is fragile, and um, and there's been quite a few articles in the press going round about oh, be a, you know, be afraid, be careful, be worried. You know, there's a there's a sort of you know, people are being a little introspective and wondering whether, you know, are oh, this team as good as we kind of made them out to be? You know, can they be undone? Um, so there's a little bit of trepidation. I mean, in one way, there shouldn't be. I mean, you know, England's a proud footballing nation. Iceland's at their first ever competition. So, you know, just the weight of experience should give um, English players uh, the confidence to go and do the job. But then... You know, um, Iceland have enjoyed something like 34% possession on average in their three games, yet have five points and, and have outscored England. So it's hard to know what exactly the parameters are to gauge, you know, who's who's more likely to come out on top. Um, I mean, experience and pure talent should say that England should, you know, sail through. But Iceland have shown tremendous unity and spirit and that's gotten quite far. Um, many of the players have played together since they were in the, the younger age groups um, of the national team there, so they're familiar with each other. They are going to be a determined bunch. I've just got a feeling that it'll be back to it'll be backed against the wall for Iceland and England will be throwing everything at them and hope hopefully they'll they'll, they'll squeak a squeak a goal in the second half and maybe one nil, maybe two, but you know, I can't I don't really think it'll be any, any more damaging than that.